Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, at this time, tune your stations to Beer-tastic Voyage! I'm Kevin. Hi, Kevin. That was interesting. Why do I always get left out? It like starts out as a conversation between the two of you, and you just you just you never pass the ball to me. Because you wait, well, you and there's a pause. Yeah, like you can you, jump in there, but you, can, you don't. Like you could simply like throw everything off by Kevin being like, "My name's Kevin." You'd be like, "I'm Justin." Before I get in there, and I'd be like, "What the fuck, man?" I know, but I like order and like it really things. Like I, it's, you know, everyone. you realize though that like it's been like I've gotten past it now, but. For the longest time, it bothered me that, be- and it's because you just waited, like when we started doing this, that I said I I was Mark because you were just sitting there because everything <laughs> on our website says Kevin, Justin, and Mark, and that is never the way we've introduced ourselves on the podcast, and it bothers me. That your see, I have a level of neuroses, <laughs> and it's definitely there. Everyone knows it. That goes so much deeper because I've never noticed that. I like things to all be the same, but. I've told you that I fucking put my highlighters back in the package in the order of the visible light spectrum. Like, you know this. I do know yeah. this. And I also, when this. Mark, like, writes down what the different, like, ratings are and stuff in there, he does it in the ratings that sits in the order that you have on the website, which is not the order that we introduce ourselves in. Like, the order we introduce ourselves in is the only thing in which we introduce ourselves in that order. Like, the only time it's in that order. But is that one the same as everything else? What? The, the one, one that's, the, the way it's listed on the website, is it always listed in that order? Yes. Interesting. Because it's Kevin, Justin, Mark. All right, cool. All right. So, so I'm, ju- I'm Justin. Are we live again? Mark? Hi, everybody. Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm Justin. And gals and other quadrupeds and bipeds and other creatures of ill repute. Thanks Maybe for somebody's cat, you know, <laughs> probably. Well, four of my cats listening right now going, this bitch isn't at home. We're going to puke everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we are revisiting... As Mark gets that hairball out. We are revisiting Blind Bat Brewery and Centerport... And if you want to know some more of the backstory about Blind Bat Brewery, which is a hard one for me to say, despite my love of alliteration, um, go back to episode eight. You can find it all the way back in the beginning of the archives. The short version is our friend Paul started a uh, very small, what he calls cottage brewery in 2008, and uh, he brews some really, really cool shit. He puts honey and all sorts of basil and all sorts of herbs in his beer and today we're gonna have some really funky stuff with potatoes and oysters he also has a penchant for smoking his own malt i was gonna say and he's got a pretty deft hand at smoking malt too yeah and today uh justin touched on it that we have some funky ones what do we have we have a potato stout this is actually one that i've wanted to have for a long time um i believe there's an oyster stout in there a smoked oyster a stout. A smoked oyster stout, which I am very excited to try. He's big on local ingredients, too, like the potatoes and this were from. And I have the, exactly where everything's from. He was nice enough to uh, um, answer some questions for us. Um, hopefully, we'll get him on the podcast soon. But um, local potatoes, lo- uh, local Long Island Sound oysters. Yeah, the potatoes yeah. are from Golden Earthworm Organic yep. Farm. Out in uh, Jamesport, New York. Yes. And the last one we're, that we're going to have is a Belgian dark ale. Cold. No, we're gonna have the the oh second. Sorry. We're gonna yeah drink, yeah, drink but Vel- it's a Belgian Velvet style Hammer. dark ale called Velvet Hammer. Yes. Um. So let's get started with the potato stout. Do we know anything? Have you guys ever heard of a potato stout before? I know that he makes one. That's it. Yeah. yeah like I've known about it for years, and I've just okay. Never... So it's not like a thing style wise. It's just like no. He just like threw potatoes style wise. It would be considered like an alternative fermentable beer. Okay. Because he's getting sugar from potatoes, which okay. is not 
you know, a typical adjunct in beer yeah. production. Yeah, the um, uh, 6.3% ABV. Rocking with this one. Okay. Yeah, the um, basically on the front it says uh, it says twice mashed as well. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Uh, why why brewed with potatoes? Potatoes add sugar that supply dryness to this extra dry stout. Okay. So aroma wise, I'm getting um, a, a good uh, I would say medium uh, roast. Yeah, medium roast smells almost like um, like cold coffee. You know, not like a not like a cold brew coffee, but just like coffee that's been sitting around and has gone cold it's got yeah it's got some roast and like a, yeah like a, a little hint. bit of subdued to the roast yeah it's not very strong but it like i also get like a hint of uh, acidity and the aroma yes and all and to follow it follows through into the flavor and um i was wondering if it was on purpose because at first it, you know when you have a stout and it's got that kind of um tangy flavor to it it says right on on the side of the beer the, like you said the organic potatoes are grown by the golden earthworm organic farm and they're peeled, cooked, mashed, and added to the mash um, with the barley. And it's at a tad tangy, tart, dry and roasty with light notes of espresso and bitter chocolate, which yeah. I don't know if I could say it better myself. <laughs> well, before you read all that, yeah. when I try to say tang is the number one thing that kind of sticks out. It's a little weird in that sense. Like, I wasn't expecting a tanginess to it. When you say a dry stout, um, I don't expect tang. I like it, though. It's kind of funky. Yeah, I like it, it too. It is a little funky, but I yeah. like it. Me too. And I had that's one of the reasons why when I saw that on there, I was excited because typically when you you know tell me you're giving me a stout, if I that had that tang in there, I would and it wasn't mentioned anywhere else, I'd be like, hmm, what happened to this? <laughs> right. But being that you know obviously that some character being given to it by the uh, potatoes, um, at least according to the bottle, and uh, I, I I do dig it. It is pretty dry, too, especially for something with that amount of time. Yeah, it's very, very dry. Very dry finish, yeah. Um, I'm looking at the new beer flavor map that is adorning the walls of Studio 1A. Um, and I'm trying to find a word to really describe this well. Um, Let's see. This is great radio. Let's all stare at the wall. Yeah, <laughs> stare at the wall. Um, hey, but I wait. Put it, it's so not just great radio. They can watch us watch us stare at the wall on YouTube, but too. But they, can, they can't see the wall on YouTube. I, but, I we'll, know we'll that. Cut a, we'll cut a picture. <laughs> it's Mark, even better. Mark, you can cut a picture uh, picture of it in there. I don't know. I, I might get hit for with like a copyright infringement. All right. Well, so what we're looking at is a map of various flavors, such as fruity, floral, sweet, aromatic, spicy, herbaceous, um, and then it goes on to talk about the different kinds of mouthfeel compli- um, varieties that you might have, some of the different words that you would use to describe the taste, some of the subsets of fruity, and it comes here just a lot of verbs. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, adjectives. Oh, I not said, a, yeah. Not an English major. Right. Um, and I'm not really seeing one that explains it. I wanted to say herbaceous, but it's not really that. But um, I think ta- for me, tangy is the, is the yeah, best, tangy best way of putting it. Yeah, tangy might be that best one. Tangy tart. Now you mentioned like dark chocolate, and I'm not getting that dark chocolate bite. It's yeah, bitter. It says bitter chocolate. Yeah, yeah same okay. same thing basically. Dark chocolate's more on the bitter end of uh, chocolate, but yeah. I, get, I get a little a little bitter chocolate. I'd say in the finish, yeah. but the tang for me, um, in a good way for me, yeah. o- overwhelms my palate. I just think, I think it's an interesting spin on it. Mark, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, it's a little funky, but I enjoy it. If I'm gonna give this rating, I'd give it a pint. Yeah, I'm right at a pint too. I, uh, I think it's really cool. Uh, the idea of putting potatoes in there is, is really neat, especially for a, uh, a stout. Because if I'm thinking of potatoes, I'm probably gonna think of a lighter beer. The same way that I think of potatoes and vodka. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to cap the trifecta here with another pint as well. That um, The tang is a little too much that I don't really want to go beyond the pint. But I think a pint of this is just interesting enough to kind of say, okay, it's not your everyday stout. And um, it comes in a 16-ounce bottle, which if I was going to screw myself over in terms of uh, um, the, putting in ratings, I would say that the 16-ounce bottle is perfect. Actually, it's 500 milliliters, 16.9 ounces if we're going to get overly specific. But I think yeah, it's, that's, uh, that's it's a little a, crazy. Yeah, I think it's the uh, the right size. And um, if anybody's wondering where you can get the, get such things, um, your best bet is to either go to Bellport Cold Beer and Soda. That's where we got these. Or you can DM uh, Paul on Twitter. And or any of the live. social medias, and yeah, yeah tell yeah. him tell him where you live. He'll tell you where you can get his stuff at because yeah. it's not the uh, the time of year where he's you're gonna find him at farmers markets. Yeah, so, but in the springtime and in the summertime, I know he hits a lot of the farmers markets and stuff like that. Yes, he does. Um, number two is uh, is a Belgian dark strong velvet hammer. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, um, I know there's another beer called Velvet Hammer out of uh, one of the Texas breweries. What, what did we say it was? Uh, something or other? No, something with a P. Oh. Uh, it is uh, Pedicolis. Yeah. Um, which I had heard of before, and this is... I don't believe the same, even the same style no. of beer. So This the other one's... Well, it's close. The other one's an American strong ale. All right. And this is a Belgian-style dark ale. So, yeah, I guess they're kind of close. So this is ten percent alcohol by volume, and okay. on the bottle here he says that it is a rich, multi caramel, sweet, dark amber Belgian style ale fermented by an Abbey yeast to warm during the cold days and nights. Enjoy this responsibly with cheeses, meats, stews, or soups. All of those things. Okay. Well, I like cheeses, meats, stews, and soups. Sorry, I couldn't think of the last one. Wow, the color's really nice. I like the aroma on this a lot. Yeah, it's got that nice dark amber color to it. Almost the Ooh. almost the beer bottle brown color. You got a nice Belgian malty uh, smell, yeah, huh? Yeah, like really sweet, malty, little bit of Belgian. Caramel. Yeast, yeah, that yeah. caramel, that little bit of sugariness to it. I made some uh, well, peanut I'm, brittle this past uh, year, and when you're stirring all the sugar and everything like this, this is what it smells like. Oh yeah, yeah. You get that caramel. We didn't say for the uh, the potato stout, but that was certainly black opaque. Yeah, yes. But this one is, I'd say, dark amber. Yeah, I would. I would concur. Going back to my shirt, I'm going to say it's about a twenty-eight. No, it's I'm gonna, too dark. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to go like twenty. No. Yeah. Mark, consult the phone. Yeah, like eighteen to twenty. I oh, would say. All right. Let me see. Well, let right. me see on that one. One for the good guys there. Yeah. If anybody wants to play along at home, um, the uh, BJCP twenty fifteen app has an SRM uh, thing in it, so you can uh, you know pour your beers yeah, out and, and argue with your own well, argue with your friends about whether or not it's one point seven or two point six. Right. It's half the fun. It is, it I will agree that fun. 28 was too much, but I, I think around 20 is probably. Yeah. So, uh, flavor-wise, I think that it, it, it tastes like it smells to me. Um, little, Maybe a little bit less sweet than the aroma, but I, I, uh, I'm i enjoying it. No, it's good. It's uh, 
the Belgian yeast character isn't very strong. No. It's not very... Uh, the phenolics are very restrained. It's not really peppery at all. Which Is anybody else getting the bubble gum? Yeah, a little, little, little banana bubble, bubble gum. gum right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, banana bubble it, gum. It's at the other end of the spectrum yeah. from the Belgian. Yeah. The, um, that kind of... That that's like when you smell it. That's kind of what you get. You get like that, um, that like Bazooka Joe bubblegum smell. To yeah, it. and that's a product of the uh, the temperature of fermentation with the right. yeast, right? So from what if I'm remembering correctly, I usually get this the opposite of what it actually is. But the uh, the hotter you go, the more of the pepper end you are, and the cooler you go, the more like banana bubblegum. I gum. believe so. Yeah, yeah. that would be interesting. Uh, if if uh, one of the things I'll write down to ask Paul is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did he did he go cool? Uh, what, what's your uh, fermentation schedule like? Yes. Yeah. Do you have a brew pie? <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, I, I I'm enjoy, what I enjoy is the the malty start to it, and then like you said, that sort of bubblegum Belgian um, finish yeah. cleans cleans my palate pretty nicely. Yeah. No, it's, it's good, and uh, I, I'm very like definitely warming. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's you know twelve degrees outside and fucking snowing, like oh. yeah, this is a good beer. No, this, this is this is definitely keep you warm kind of beer, and at ten percent ABV, you're gonna definitely warm up as well. Um, I'm glad that it doesn't have that kind of uh, candy sugar sweetness to it. You know, sometimes the uh, you understand what I mean, like the this like almost like. I, it's candy sugar. Like that's the only other way that I that I know to describe it. I don't know the, another phrase for it. But sometimes at the end of Belgians, you get that really sweet, that really sharp sweetness, and this one does not have that. No, no. I would I would imagine he probably did put the candy sugar in there, though. I mean, most Belgian beers um, have that addition. Yeah, and that's part of the reason. Or ten percent. Yeah, yeah. Part of the way that they get up as high alcohol as they do is because you you put the those simple sugars in that these can chow down on without a problem and you know there's no uh it limits the amount of residual longer chain sugars right um yeah it's uh i've been looking into that a little bit lately because i've been just learning more about how the belgians do it and i think that's also one of the ways they get a maltier beer too because the yeast kind of exhausts themselves on the simple sugars and maybe leave behind some of the stuff maybe it could have gotten to um, after the fact, I have no idea how true that is, but um, it uh, either way, that, that one. either way, you end up getting the you know this has a really great multi character to it. It does, yeah. Um, I would have to enjoy it slowly, but I could definitely work my way through a bomber on this one. Um, yeah, I, I want to drink more of it. I want to keep going back to it, and this is hang out on a cold winter night and drink this. I'm with you on uh, Christmas Day at dinner time. Uh, yeah. My my in-laws didn't want to drink with me, so I had <laughs> I had a bottle of Rogue Santa's Private Reserve, which is a, you know, a Belgian dark strong ale right. as well. And you know, I poured myself a glass of that as I'm eating dinner, I drank it, pour a little more out as I'm yeah. eating dinner. Ooh, damn. Yeah. Enjoyable. I want the, I want this with like a st- I want this with like a steak and potatoes. If, and right, that's what I want this with steak, potatoes, and like, like, blue and like a blue cheese. Oh yeah, you know, like like I think that'd be really good. Just yeah. you know, like I'm gonna sit down and eat that. You could also probably like if you braise some meat in this. 
Yeah, that'd oh, be really good. That'd too. be really tasty. Yeah, I would add that. You could add this one into a stew. I yeah. think it would be nice. Instead so, of just drinking it alongside. Yeah. <laughs> instead of yeah, instead of just getting super crunk, you could be, yeah. do both. Half the, half the bottle for the stew, half the bottle for me. I don't know. I think I might need two bottles, but <laughs> so what's your so with two bottles? What's going to be your rating? Bomber, bombers, yeah, bombers, bomber. the, the way to roll. All um, right, I uh, I I think that the level of sweetness for me after two will yeah. be will be enough. But um, I want a, I want a couple of bombers. I'd like a shelf of bombers. Yeah, yeah. Keep this one. This one can fall into that uh, the keep on hand pile. And it's gonna it's gonna hang out. It's the Belgian, so you can hang on to it for a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this one would age a little bit. I would think you'd end up um, getting uh, the sweetness would subside into almost uh, plumish. Um, yeah, you'd raisin. definitely get more uh, stone fruit character out of it as it oxidized. I think I'd be okay with that. Well, oh, I, have, yeah. I have a second bottle, so I'll tell you what. I'll throw it in the fridge, and maybe we'll revisit it in like six months. I like that idea. I like that idea. So we're all around on bombers on this one. We were all around on pites on that one, on the first one. And the last one is probably the... It's not the most different one because I've heard of oyster stouts before, but to have a smoked oyster stout and never having had an oyster stout alone before, I'm really interested to to try that. I've had Greenport Harbor's oyster stout, yeah, which I remember enjoying, and uh, I want to say maybe I did have it then, but I don't remember it. I'm not a hundred percent, you know. In our previous episode, we were talking about Fire Island. I he may have given me their oyster stout. Mm. or the oyster stout may be in the fermenter. But we were oh. talking about it, and I asked him, because oyster stouts can be made three ways. Like, you could throw the whole oyster in the uh, the beer, which like is... Like shell and animal? Like, right. All together? Yeah, which is what Paul did here. Like, he took the local oysters, smoked those, right, and then those whole went into the, uh, I believe, the mash. Okay. Or maybe it was the boil. Yeah, I was just I was just checking on that. Or you the, can uh, what's uh, what are some of the other methods? So you could use just the shells after they've been chucked. Okay. And uh, you get a a salty and mineral character okay. out of them. I could see getting a, that might create an interesting kind of. Uh, and then the the third flavor. option is is you know when you 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 chuck the oysters, there's the liquid in there with them. Yeah. That's you know super salty and whatnot. Yeah. Like, yeah. You pour that off and then just take that liquid and add that in. I feel like that would be the least desirable. After having, I don't recently... disagree with you. I just know that that's one of yeah. the no, but just after after recently having the um, the sea salt one from Fire Island, I feel like just the salty liquid from inside an oyster would be not quite as desirable. Yeah, the um the other thing is this is like we had mentioned it is smoked, um, right? And it's smoked over alder wood. All right, now I'm not familiar with the alder tree. I I know that it, I know that it's a, it's a semi hard wood, but I don't know a lot about it. Yeah, I don't know much about its smoking characteristics. Yeah, not at all. It's uh we're looking at three point nine percent with this. So okay. what I'm going to say before pouring this or smelling it is I hate seafood for the most part. Like I might eat some shrimp and stuff. I worked on on. A slew of fishing boats, so I've had my fair share of bait, right? And I don't dig on like briny that smell or anything. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a little frightened for myself, um, but we'll check. We'll check it out. And I've I've seen oyster stouts before, and especially early on in uh, like my craft beer journey, I would see them, 
And I thought I, it just never occurred to me that there would actually somebody would actually put oysters in there. I remember asking Mark a long time ago when I saw I think it's Pearl Necklace from uh, <laughs> um, with that That's really a, that really aggressive company. Right. Um, yes. the, the, they do arrogant bastard. I think uh, too. Oh, not Stone. No, no, flying no, dog. Flying dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah I always I always mistake that. Yeah, yeah. The, the fucking idiot that was like, oh, we're trying to impeach my uh, First Amendment. First right. Amendment rights. So oh I'm, yeah. I'm gonna build my own clubhouse. <laughs> Right, exactly for the for uh, his aggressive branding. But uh, I, I was always like, I, I always assumed that no one would actually put an oyster in a beer. But I was obviously totally wrong. Now I actually do like. I'm a big fan of seafood. I love fried oysters; they're delicious. Not just because they're fried, but I think they're awesome. And I will eat oysters on the half shell. Like love them. My wife, my wife, my they're father great. will do it too. Yeah, your your wife is one of the few people, and I think your wife too. Like, oh yeah, the, my my like, wife. The, well, your, if there's your two, a raw bar. Yeah, my wife was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, your two wives. Like I know a couple times we've been out to dinner, and, and it's like, all right, me and the two and the and your two wives. We're like, okay, we're gonna get a big plate of all the raw stuff, and you two with my wife. They're like, yeah, we're not touching that shit. Yeah, no, we don't want I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. Can we get some nachos. <laughs> yeah, can I have some normal? This has shit cheese down here? on it, right? Yeah, yeah, let's get that. Whoa. Um, but I will say that I get um, an, I pretty much get a uh, stouty smell. I would not uh, suspect get, oysters. No, I get. Uh, I definitely pick up the smoke and the aroma. Oh, smoke! Yes, yeah. There's a little bit of that in there. Yeah, we definitely. I definitely do get smoke. I I, this, the, I didn't really identify the smoke at first, but it's there. It was. Um, I was getting it more as roast, but it's there's more. Yeah, smoke it's a than it's roast. a little faint, but there's a little bit of the. Um, I. Smoke. That's exactly. It just yeah. smells like it's like it, it was there and it kind of got blown away by the breeze. But it's it's there a little bit. It smell no it, like it's. You know, it's Kevin, old. I know you do some meat smoking, Justin. You haven't really done this, but like it smells like your sweatshirt. Yeah. The next day. After yeah, it's you, old smoke. Yeah, like after you smoked. Yeah, it's old smoke. Smoke that's kind of been blown away a little bit. Um, I had a sip. Um, yeah, this is fucking awesome. It's good, yeah. Yeah, I like I, honestly, if you just gave this to me and said, "Here's a stout," I would be like, "I'm down," but I do get a hint of the the salt. Yeah, there's a little bit of saltiness. Um, oh yeah, especially I'll, as I'm, especially as it sits in my mouth. I'm sorry, it's just really surprising me as I kind of just sit here and don't have another sip. It it it's there in a great way. It tastes awesome. I I get some, uh, you know, I taste the smoke a little bit too. It's uh, a nice balance between them both i i really enjoy it mm. yeah I, I agree this is definitely tasty i but I, if you if i if i wasn't told it was an oyster stout um i'm I, it's in a good I, I count this as a good thing i might not have picked out all of that but there's definitely a brininess as you keep drinking it which i'm i'm enjoying a lot yeah i it, I feel like Kevin is really confused i'm not sure <laughs> i am really you can't confused. decide if you like no that. i am really confused it's not unpleasant but I can't decide if I if I'm enjoying it. Like I, it's I'm confused. I'm really am like I'm very confused by this beer right now. Um, there's a little you get a little bit of the smokiness. No, no, I don't want the cracker right now. But thank you, Mark. Um, there's a little bit of the the smokiness, and there's a little bit of a sweetness to it. That I'm getting? Are you guys getting a little yeah, sweet it, there? Yeah, it has a hint of sweet. Um, and then it, there's that little bit of the brine that you were talking about at the end of the sip that kind of cleans it off a little bit. The mouthfeel is very thin, which... I think I, that's partly having to do with the fact that uh, it is so low ABV. It was right. about 3.5. 3.9. Yeah, 3.9. I, yeah it's, it's really low ABV, so... 
I think that's contributing I, to the. I feel like I want a little bit more feel. texture in the mouthfeel. They're just a little bit more. Maybe not this, not viscosity, but I, I just want to feel a little bit more. You just want a little body on there. Yeah, a little bit more body to the beverage. Um, it's again, it's not unpleasant at all. I just, I like it. I kind of like it, and I'm just not a hundred percent certain why. <laughs> See, that's that to me is my favorite. Whenever I eat something, especially when I'm not, especially when I'm expecting to not like it. Like I wasn't expecting to hate this, but yeah. I really wasn't expecting to really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna taste a lot more oyster stouts, like a lot. Yeah. Um, I kind of when when we were to um Mark when you were talking about the different ways that they can be brewed, um, I was kind of hope when you said mineraliness from the shells, which is just in that one way of doing it, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of the mineral kind of finish there to it, to maybe provide some of that um body to the depth of the flavor i think yeah but i think that would just uh contribute to flavor i don't necessarily think that like dissolved salts in no, the water no 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 and that's what that's why i just said to, to, to the to the flavor that's why i said to the flavor not to the texture um but i i understand what you're saying i understand what you're saying there i kind of like I, I do kind of like it i'm just i'm gonna go back and have a few more sips and maybe you guys uh, share your ratings while i try to figure this out yeah i um i'm gonna i'm gonna call it a bomber um i feel like the uh that soul character may um not be something i want to drink a lot in one sitting but again this is going to go right back to the category with uh, of a bomber with the um, velvet hammer I, I i want a bunch of these to hang out so that i can kind of pick one off the shelf especially when people come over and go hold on a second i got a really cool beer for you to try, try smoked oyster one. beer and they're yeah. going to be like, no. And I'm like, yes. And it's, no, it's exactly it, how it's going to go. You pour it first, and you say, try yeah. this one. It's weird. And they go, what's in it? And you go, just try it first. Yeah. Then you tell them. Well, no, that's probably the way to roll. Um, I'm very, uh, very Or you impressed. just check first. Do you have any food allergies? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if that would apply here, but, you know, but yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you because oh, yeah, I've... I mean, people have shellfish allergies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I, no, I don't yeah. know if that would, like, if that would still affect them in the beer. Pro- um, oh, yeah, good point. I don't know. I would probably check. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I would probably say yes. The um, I wanted to ask you. So you mentioned sweetness, and I agree. There's definitely this kind of sweet sour thing going on, which is I think my favorite part. When right. you, the oyster itself, when you like have one on a half shell, I've had people refer to them as sweet before, and I know they it's not like be. cake sweet, but no, no, they can. It is. It is a very similar in this kind of sweetness. It's um, almost like a pistachio. Right, like you get a good pistachio. You ever have just you oh know, yeah shell pistachio? Nuts. Sometimes you get a good one, and it's like perfectly salty and sweet and it's really good and then you have a couple more and they're all like okay and then you get that one that's burnt and tastes like shit and you're like i'm angry i don't want to eat any more of these right but then you'll get one more the one that's like perfect a good oyster and good shellfish to me like have just that little bit of sweetness in the same kind of way to it um and that's kind of the impression that this beer is giving it's giving you that that slightly sweet um shellfish flavor to it Okay, good. Yeah, um, like I said I had no frame of reference, so right, when you were saying yeah. it, I'm like, bam. Right. So now, ready? Take that, that slightly sweetness to it. Add some Tabasco sauce to it, and maybe a splash of lemon. Even though I know you don't like lemon, but a splash of lemon, and give it the texture of a gummy bear. <laughs> no, no, not really. Yeah. But make it a little chewy, and that's an oyster. 
Interesting. Yeah, I just I can't get past the texture of like like see this this giant booger like it does chow, it, chow it, down on this giant booger. It does look like a giant booger or a loogie or whatever you want to like. You cleared your throat and put it in a shell. I yeah. get that. Um, but yeah, it's still pretty good. How about you, Mark? What's your rating on this one? I'm, I'm gonna give it a bomber as well. I uh, it's good. I enjoy it. It's. Uh, it's not an everyday kind of thing, but a once in a while, and like somebody's like, oh, like I, you know, like I don't really care for craft beer. And be like, oh yeah, try this weird thing. Yeah, you want to try drink this beer with an oyster in it? Because <laughs> I mean, you're gonna find oyster stouts commercially. You're not gonna find uh, like uh, experimental brewing. Oh right! In the book, they have a recipe for uh, I forget exactly clam what. chowder saison. No, oh no, they have <laughs> they, that, that's one of the things. Yeah, no, they have another recipe where like you put chicken in the beer. Oh right, yeah, I need chicken for my beer. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, they you know they used to put like animal parts into the mash. Right back in the day to actually get like nutrients out of the meat. That was necessary right. for the yeast to have a healthy fermentation. Okay, interesting. That's that's really cool. Um, and gross. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little freaked out by that. Thinking, thinking fermented rooster broth. Yeah, because because now I'm thinking like now I'm thinking somewhere between making beer and making chicken soup, like and picturing oh. that in the kettle. Now now I, I think I'd rather have fermented shark than that. Like we were talking earlier off uh, off off mic about Icelandic fermented shark, and Mark ferments all the things. He's not just a beer fermenter. Yeah, like, but I don't ferment meat. If you, yeah, if you have, if you have a flip flop, Mark will ferment it with some, with, with a couple meat. with a couple but of jalapenos and then I, blend it. I will definitely pickle meat. I will not ferment it. <laughs> so when are, so when are you going to start curing your own corned beef? Soon. Excellent. I think that where we're sitting right now is going to be like, a cold room. <laughs> I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm like it, it's gonna like me making my own sausage is coming soon. Yes. So. <laughs> well, you have two kids now, so you're probably gonna have to start playing with your own meat, huh? Hey, <laughs> Bazinga! Sorry. <laughs> it's funny. For me, this is gonna be a pint. Um, I like it. It's interesting. I don't think I want a second glass of it, but I'm glad that I tried it, and it's interesting. It's pleasant. The sweetness is inter- is good with it, but I'm I just I'm still my jur- the jury in my head is still kind of out on it. But the smokiness that's addition to it is a very nice addition to it. I like that. Paul once again has shown his deft hand at at smoking things. Yeah, and I know he's made. You know, I don't. I don't know if it's exactly the same recipe, but I know he's made oyster stouts before that weren't smoked. Right. So I think this is the first time that he's done a smoked version, and yeah. it's very good. Yeah. The um the along the lines of smoking, the next uh, the next beer he's going to be putting together is his Hell Smoke Porter, which uh, do love that one. I did we we had the Purgatory Porter, Purgatory, which is that same beer without the smoked malt. Oh. Yeah, this the purgatory the, porter was yeah, the, the, yeah, delicious. That so, was very good. So I, I, I look forward to having hell smoked for right the hell smoke has a 19, 19% of the mall of the pale ale is smoked. Um on in a combination of apple and alderwood. Okay. I 
Paul, where do you get all your alder wood? That's what I want to know. I would like to know from a woodworking perspective. I've heard it's very nice to work with. So, mm-hmm. um, I want to make a joke about you working with wood, but it's just not coming to me right now. No, I know. I can see your face. You were like, <laughs> you were like, ah, it's not there. Damn it. <laughs> it's not there yet. Keep working that wood, Justin. So there you go. There it hey! is. You just got there. So. <laughs> Finally. Um the I, I had asked Paul where we could find him. I'm just polishing my warning wood. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Paul where we could find him next, and uh he will be at the Rocky Point Nanocast Festival, as are we. Mark and I will have two beers there. Oh, you guys are gonna have your beers there. Yeah. Excellent. I didn't yes. realize that you guys were gonna have your beers there. We're, I I will be there drinking the beers. Yes. And uh Justin 100%. and I will be serving at for both uh, Lion Beer Malt Enthusiasts and uh, Brewers East End Revival. Oh, okay. Yeah, we uh, we con- we worked with Andrew from LIBME and uh, Danny from Brew and Beyond out in Calverton, and we made a smoked Roggen Braggot. It's a white oak smoked Roggen beer with honey added uh, after the boil. All right. And uh, the war tasted pretty spectacular. So um, yeah, that that should be a tasty beer. And then for. Uh, for beer, Brewers East End Revival, we're going to be uh, trying our hand at a New England IPA. But, nice. but of course, <laughs> right. we had to basically say fuck you to the New England IPA. So what chili are you putting in it? Ah, exactly. <laughs> Bingo. We're going to put Thai chilies, but also uh, sumac. And it's going to okay. be a rye, New England rye IPA. Oh, yes. And Naripa. <laughs> She's the one that works on the Today Show, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Or whatever it is. Yeah. The uh but yeah, I'm I'm excited for that one. I think we're gonna be that br- sounds brewing that in really the next couple weeks. And the su- uh is that the sumac that you had collected, Mark? Yes. This is the, this is more Long Beach beer findings, right? No, Not, no. This is Fire that's... Island, so I meant to say Fire Island. No, that that's from Plainview. Oh really? Yeah. Oh I thought you got them at the same time you got the no, beach one. Indigenous Plainview Sumac. Holy that's shit. Right. And Mark, just so people know at home when they're picking their sumac, what direction is it supposed to grow in? Oh, the uh, the berry clusters have to grow upwards. Okay, so the upward ones you can eat. So if it looks like it's happy to see you, you can eat it. Yes, if if it looks like <laughs> you know it, it's pretty excited, yeah, <laughs> then it's safe to eat. If if it's if it's hanging down, okay. If it like, looks if it looks sad, it's trying to kill if, you. If it's hanging down and flaccid, hit like, that one more time for me. <laughs> no flaccid. All right. So what we've learned is no flaccid sumac. Got it. Got perfect. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for for both of them. It's going to be the first time Mark and I have um, any beer that like civilians are going to drink. I'm hoping that uh, they taste good. And if they don't taste good, I'm hoping people hit that one last and they're already too drunk to know. There you go. Um, I will just be wandering around drinking all the beers. Uh, I would also be drinking all of the beers. And yeah. this time I didn't schedule a beautiful birthday dinner afterwards. So this time when I'm screaming at Mark that I can't find my, my, wallet, <laughs> my wallet, he could just dump me Jeep. on the side of William Floyd Highway and drive away. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go down somewhere on Whiskey somewhere down, somewhere down Risky, Whiskey Road. You're just going to find Justin laying in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to be standing in a pile of duck crap taking a <laughs> piss like last time. But um, I, I am, I'm excited that we were able to get some more beer from Paul. Can't wait for the Hellsmoke Porter. I can't wait to see what uh, concoction he brings to the Nano Cask Festival. Um, yeah, that should be interesting. Last year, it was... Uh, he had the only sane beer in the building last year. Yeah, yeah. and I think it was at like a five-something. It, it was like, it was like a Belgian Golden Ale, right? Yeah. yeah it was a collab with Bridge and Tunnel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Everyone, else, everyone else there was trying to just put us under the table, and Paul's like, hold on, this is a refreshing beverage. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> that's also part of the reason why we can't just make a New England IPA. we got to put chili peppers and sumac right. in there. Plus, if we just made a New England IPA, people would be like, what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> right. 
I would quite, I would worry about you guys. Yeah, I would too. Um, but I'm looking forward to that event. That was a fantastic event last year. Yeah, and if everybody, it's uh, February 17th, and um, I feel like uh, we're screwing ourselves because it's a beautiful event. But uh, I, I, I hope everyone comes and supports it so that uh, the event keeps going. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a fun time, and I know a lot of the breweries enjoy it as well. And, you know, they usually bring some interesting stuff. And if you can't get there, we will recap it here. Yes, we definitely will. So, after we sober up a bit. Yeah, it'll yeah, be it a couple take, of weeks before may, we're yeah, able to talk about it. It may PTSD. take a few days to dry us out. <laughs> oh, do you guys have anything else to, for tonight? Nope. All right. Well, then, cheers, everybody. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.